In the last line of today's second reading from Philippians 4, St. Paul says these words, Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. Do you sense a bit of arrogance in that statement? I mean, you have to admit, it sounds a little prideful, does it not? Paul, in effect, is saying to the people of Philippi, my friends, if you want to know what it means to be a Christian, a real, true, devoted follower of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, just look at me. Follow me around for a while. Imitate my example. See how I act in various situations, in situations of stress and conflict and temptation. Listen to the things I say. Watch how I treat other people. And conduct yourselves accordingly. Then you'll be good Christians too. Well, this morning, let me offer you an alternative interpretation. Rather than being filled with pride, I would say that Paul was filled with what might be called a saintly self-confidence. A saintly self-confidence. He knew he was a sinner, just like everybody else. In fact, in his letter to Timothy, his first letter to Timothy, he called himself the worst of sinners. However, by the time he wrote this letter to the Philippians, he knew he had been forgiven for being an accomplice to the murder of St. Stephen, the deacon, for his persecution of Christians in the early days of the church, for all of that seriously sinful stuff. He had turned away from those things. And so he was confident in the way he was currently living, such that he could, in good conscience, be a true role model for those Christians at Philippi. He didn't have any deep, dark secrets. He didn't have any skeletons in his closet, so to speak. He wasn't causing scandal. He didn't have to worry about causing scandal among the faithful because of how he was living. He was fighting the good fight, running the race, and keeping the faith consistently, continually. So he had no qualms whatsoever about encouraging the people of Philippi to imitate him. He knew that they would be on safe ground if they did that. Obviously, our world today needs more Christians like St. Paul. Especially, I dare say, more male Christians like him, since men are called so often to positions of leadership in our world, especially as fathers. I had this thought the other day after I read an email from one of the female adults who attends our Thursday evening youth group. The previous night she had been present when I had the teens read an article about a man named Philip Rivers. 
Now, if you're an NFL fan, you know immediately who Philip Rivers is. But for those who might not be followers of the NFL, Philip Rivers is the star quarterback for the San Diego Chargers football team. He is also a very committed Catholic. That's something I didn't know about him until relatively recently. Earlier this year, Philip Rivers was the guest speaker at a big Catholic men's conference out in Phoenix, Arizona. And during that conference, he, he did an interview with a representative of the Life Teen Organization. And it was the transcript of that interview that I read with the teenagers that Thursday night. Now, what was somewhat amusing, at least I thought it was somewhat amusing, was the starry-eyed reaction that some of the female teenagers had to Mr. Rivers. Needless to say, they found the young quarterback to be very attractive. Although it went beyond looks. That was one of the reasons this woman emailed me. She reminded me of this. It was the ideas that Rivers expressed in his interview, his commitment to faith and prayer and marriage and family that also appealed to many of the women who were present, young and not so young. This female adult wrote to me in her email, Father Ray, our men need more prayer warrior role models. Men like Philip Rivers and Jason Everett and others are rooted in prayer. They have that solid foundation. They are men who shout to the world, bring it on. We've got what it takes to win. That's why we were all gooing and guying over Philip Rivers. Let me share with you now a few excerpts from the Rivers interview. These are some of the responses that had them gooing and guying. And by the way, I, I don't think those are real words, but they were in her email, so I passed them on this morning. You get the point, I'm sure. The interviewer said to him, so you grew up in a Catholic home, and you took that into your adulthood as a football player. That's pretty rare for professional athletes. How did you do that? Rivers answered, I was fortunate to grow up in the faith. My mom taught me the faith, which I suppose only goes to show that behind every good man there is at least one good woman. In North Alabama, there were only like 15 of us in my county in my confirmation class. We were quite the minority in Alabama. But one thing I remember is when I went to college at North Carolina State, the biggest thing that stuck in my head from my mom was never miss mass. That was the thing that she definitely got across. When you go to college, that's when the faith becomes your own. Your mom and dad aren't waking you up and reminding you, hey, this is a good day to go to confession. It's up to you. He was asked about the challenges of getting to Mass on game day. This was a very good question. And in his answer, he indicated that, like a true man of God, he takes responsibility for his actions and he makes sure he gets to Mass on game day, even when it's an away game. He said that he considers it, quote-unquote, special to go to Mass on Sunday before the game begins. He didn't say this in his interview, but I suppose you could say his philosophy is pray before you play. 
And when I was reading this part of the interview, in all honesty, the thought that occurred to me was, wouldn't it be wonderful if more Catholic parents had this philosophy? Especially Catholic parents right here in Westerly, whose children participate in weekend sporting activities. I hear a lot of confessions. You have no idea how often young people will say to me, Oh, Father Ray, no, we don't go to church every Sunday. Well, we have sports on Sundays. From now on, I'm going to say to them, you're not in the NFL. And even if you were, Philip Rivers is in the NFL, and he makes sure he gets to Mass every Sunday and Holy Day. When Rivers was asked, is there any piece of advice that you would give to high school young men? Another good question. His answer was very St. Paul-like. He said, I would tell them to appreciate the faith, appreciate what we have, and what a great gift the sacraments are. It's hard to see that as a young man, but I think that, again, young men are called to be the leaders of their age. They grow in their faith, and everybody will follow, both their girlfriends and others. And then also, this can apply to their faith, but also to anything else they do. My dad always said that if you're going to do something, do it all the way. If you're going to be a Catholic man, be it all the way. If you're going to clean your room, clean it the right way. You know, all those little things add up, and they stick with you. And finally, regarding the temptations and challenges he faces as a football player, Rivers said, the biggest key to avoid those temptations is not to put yourself in those situations. And it's not just as an NFL player, it's in any workplace, in any city, anything you're doing, anywhere after dark, after midnight. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 15 where it says, bad company corrupts good morals. If you're not in the wrong, but you continue to put yourself in tempting situations, eventually you may give in. So that's always been something I've lived by all the way through. Don't put yourself in those situations. Even though you may be strong enough to go somewhere and not fall into the sin, avoiding it from the get-go will certainly help. Before I conclude, I should also add that I was pleasantly surprised to see that when he talked about his family life, Rivers explicitly mentioned NFP natural family planning and the positive impact that's had on his relationship with his wife. No artificial contraception for Mr. and Mrs. Philip Rivers. The guy really is a serious Catholic. In fact, based on everything he said in that interview, it seems that Philip Rivers is even more serious about his faith then he is about football. If you know anything about Philip Rivers, that's saying a lot, because he is known to be one of the most intense football players in the National Football League. I ask you to join me today, sincerely, in praying for him, that he'll remain committed to his faith throughout his life, because it's not a given. He could give in to one of those temptations he talked about and turn away from God in an instant if he chose to. He has free will just like the rest of us. Let's pray that he will 
stay the course and grow in his relationship with the Lord each day. So that eventually he will be able to say to his children and his grandchildren and all the other people in his life the same words that St. Paul said to the Philippians in this reading. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray that he'll be able to say those words like Paul did, with saintly self-confidence. And while we're at it, let's also pray for ourselves and for one another at this Mass that we will be able to do the very same thing.